Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Hello, everyone who supports Wealth Academy podcast. Welcome, community, and I hope you're doing great. And today's episode is going to be all about debt and you and I, because it's a part of life and it's something that I'm going to discuss today. And remember our mantra, wealth is more than just money. So today we're going to talk about that D word, debt. Oh, it's not pretty, but it's a fact of life. And here in America, we know it's a fact of life because it happens to be one of those things that we love to use. We we like to be in debt. I don't know why, but most people use credit cards, and, and that's really probably where it all begins. You know, a credit card is like a personal loan, except you have to pay that personal loan back. And you'd be better to do so on a monthly basis so that you don't get so far behind. Or we just want to control the spending that we have. So uh, when it gets down to it, Americans are swimming in debt. Yeah, it's, it's like that. You have a big body of water and we're in it and we're swimming. And unfortunately, we owe too much money. Uh, did you know that the average U.S. household owes 7000 $281 on credit cards. That's a lot of money, depending on what your uh, weekly pay is, your bi-monthly bi payment is, or, or what you earn. And so uh, we have to really get it under control. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And if we add in the mortgage, car payments, and student loans, it's easy to see how you and I are in so much debt. Me, not so much, okay? <laughs> I've been diligently working to take debt down, and I'm very close right now because I have a few things that are kind of hanging out there on the business side of things. And uh, unfortunately, we're in the IOU mode to credit card companies, to mortgage companies, uh, personal loans, uh, automobiles, etc. So when we look at the American consumers, they owe $11.83 trillion in debt. Now, this is based on the Federal Reserve uh, Bank of New York. Now, the thing I want you to understand is, is this is based on over 340 million citizens or people in the United States. And uh, it's something that we're going to really have to work on because it means we'll have to work uh, until our last days if we don't take care of it. Not me, but maybe some of you will. I don't know. Now, mortgage uh, balances themselves uh, total about $9.71 trillion. So that takes up the bulk of the debt of that $11 trillion. 
And uh, when we look at newly originated auto loans, that's at about 150 billion. And so we know it's gonna be more than that because we know inflation is increasing the price of vehicles, both new and used. And so people are gonna to continue to purchase. They're gonna purchase at a higher interest rate because the Federal Reserve Board increased the uh, interest rate by 0.25% in March. And it's, we're gonna have six additional increases throughout 2022. And so, then we uh, traverse to student loan debt. And the balance of that for the US is 1.54 trillion. And we know that uh, the Biden administration has extended the student loan uh, payback period till August, give it August to September of 2022, but it still doesn't take away the fact that that's money that's old and that's a lot of debt. So let me give you the profile of that 11.83 trillion dollars in debt that the United States has, and 68% of it is in mortgages. So people have a roof over their head. Uh, people have uh, different uh, commercial buildings. And so it all adds up. So we have 9% uh, for auto loans. We have 6% for credit cards. Student loan debt is 11% of it all. And then there's uh, about three to four more percent for other items that are out there. So we have um, uh, mortgages, auto loans, credit cards, student loans, and then there's a category that's called other. So let's get into it in terms of how to uh, look at your debt. Uh, one of the first steps is to get out of debt is to understand how much you owe and how much you can afford to pay off each month. So you wanna get out there and you wanna calculate your debt and write it down on a piece of paper and include it in your budget and go through your mail, gather all your bills, keep all the most recent and updated bills and throw away duplicates and older bills so that you know exactly what you have and not a duplication of it. Then figure out the exact total of what you owe uh, each month and then write out the various interest rates and balances you're uh, paying on your credit cards and make a list of phone numbers and addresses of creditors and uh, it isn't easy and it's uh, tedious work, but uh, compare that to the fact that you decided to uh, create this debt in the first place. Now, one thing I want to pa uh, pass on to you and share is that one way to always uh, be able to get an alignment with your debt and your other bills is to set some specific financial goals. So you want to new, use numbers and dates, not just words, to describe what you want to accomplish. I think this goes a lot further than having all of this in your head, but to write it down, just like you write down all your debts, and you want to ensure that you set specific and targeted goal, financial goals that help to alleviate the debt that you have, because really the goal is debt freedom. And the reason why it's debt freedom is because if you're... Uh, paying bills your entire life, it's part of your life you're not going to enjoy. It's going to be pretty tough that the only thing you're living for is to pay you, your, your debts. So we want to make sure that we get ourselves out of that. So I want you to make a plan, get you a piece of paper, write down all the debts, as I said before, and start attacking this debt. Perhaps you want to look at uh, paying off the smallest amount that you owe on a credit card or a personal loan, whatever it happens to be and get it paid and do not go back and 
charge more on the card. Maybe a little bit, but not much. You want to be able to have it so if you purchase some, you can pay it off within 25 days of that cycle that you have with the credit card company. And then the way to tackle the debts and what you want to do is call your creditors and your goal is to negotiate better interest rates uh, moving forward because when you lower those interest rates, the amount that you owe and you have to pay back is going to be a lot less. Now, uh, one way of, of offsetting this is if you have good credit score. Uh, let's say if you're in that um, 750 to 800 range, you're going to get a lower interest rate. It makes it easier for you to negotiate. So uh, what you want to do is if you're unsure whether your debt uh, sits at a manageable level. Um, I'd say keep monthly debt payments at or below 15 to 20 percent of your income. And that's a really good uh, starting point to help you to evaluate what your debts are. And uh, these payments, of course, they would include credit cards. It include loans, car payments, and any other installment debts. And uh, we have to get ourselves to that position that we have no more than 30% of our income on housing because housing, of course, always uh, costs more. And with a high demand for houses and not enough homes being built, the question was asked, how many new homes need to be built in the United States in order to get everything balanced out. And it was stated that there are 4 million homes that need to be built in order to take care of the demand out there. So the price of houses are selling for a lot more and rents have really tremendously increased and, and there almost is no end in sight. So we have to be very careful in terms of the moves that we make for that. And uh, one of the things I, I want to talk about too is is that we have to just put that plan together like I talked about before. And uh, you also want to be able to identify places uh, where you continuously continually miss payments. Uh, if you're paying late or you're suffering from increasing interest rate, which we know are going to increase, uh, and, and we haven't even talked about uh, taxes. If you own a house, the, the uh, personal property taxes that go with that and, and and real estate taxes that, that increase every year in your county. And so uh, one of the things is, is that you may have relied too heavily on your credit. And so you may put in a, a cash only method from here on out, and that helps offset interest being accrued on debt. And then it's your, your uh, debt related to poor budgeting skills. That could very well be the case, or if there no one has a budget at all. I mean, that's a disaster waiting to happen. And uh, does your budget also reflect what you actually spend uh, your money on? And that, that's another really uh, good thing to look out for. So here are some budgeting tips I'm going to provide you. A budget is, is not a task to be completed in one setting. And uh, never look at it again. It's really for consistency, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually. And then budget for the month, uh, not paycheck to paycheck. This gives you a fresh start each month and leaves some room for peaks and valleys. And ultimately, the goal is debt freedom. You want to be financially independent where you're a lender and not a debtor. In other words, that you pay off all your debt and then the money that you used to spend on paying off your debts, you can actually use that money and become a lender. You can start lending money to people and start growing your money that way. And I think that's a really great approach to take. And then make a plan accounting for short-term and long-range long-term needs. 
And this allows you to celebrate your progress and remain focused on the big payoff down the road. I know when I hit that point where I didn't have any other bills, uh, what I, I did, I got me a really, really uh, nice uh, account set up whereby I accrue money uh, each month, a little bit into the real estate investing, a little bit into some stocks. And uh, now end up receiving dividends as, as a result of it. And uh, that's the position that you want to be in. You want to be in a position where you can lend money, make interest on it, and then be able to grow it. And that's the beginning of your wealth building uh, that's taking place. So um, you want to establish a new habit. So with this, um, here's what I'm going to pass on to you. Some steps to financial freedom is uh, make monthly payments in full and on time if possible. Take advantage of automated options. If you have a, a pay system set up at your bank with bill pay, that will uh, really ensure that you don't miss anything. And then pay attention to the interest rates because they're going to be fluctuating all throughout 2022. And then you want to also reduce the principal. Let's say if you have an automobile that you're paying for, instead of making payment once a month, I know with some banks, you can pay $1,000 or $2,000 on the principal, which reduces the total balance on, on that particular uh, automobile alone. And, and that would save you a lot of money because you pay the house, pay the uh, vehicle off in three to four years as opposed to uh, 60 months or 72 months. And then uh, what you want to do is look at balance transfer. So if you transfer it from one bank to another and they have zero percent interest for a year or 18 months, you're going to save a lot of money, uh, interest on, on that. And then put a tax refund to good use. Uh, I think this plays a big role as well that some people do, in fact, receive uh, monies back. But uh, this really talks to debt and then how you can come out better at combating debt and reducing that debt to become debt free. But it all goes back to this. Set specific financial goals. And in this particular episode, uh, episode number 216, the emphasis is on debt and you and how you can be a champion for yourself to ensure that you become financially independent as soon as possible, especially during this cycle, uh, inflationary cycle that we're in. Uh, and people who will do great in this will be able to know how to navigate inflation and make it work for them and actually earn as opposed to losing. Everybody assumes that because inflation is increasing that you're gonna always pay more for less, but there are ways to pay less for more. And, and, and uh, some of these steps uh, will help you to do that. And remember, you can always get a financial advisor, a financial coach, you can get um, accountant, and are a lawyer to assist you with this. My name is Paul Lawrence Van. Thank you for being with me on this episode as a part of National Financial Literacy Month. And I really want you to become financially independent. Have a great day and I'll see you on day 10. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to Wealth Academy Podcast. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. To get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching, in addition to resources associated with this podcast, email paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com.